Hello and welcome to Table for Five with no reservations. Take a seat at the table for a fresh, sweet, salty, tart, and pleasantly bitter conversation. Listeners note, no husbands or prospective husbands were harmed during the preparation for or recording of this episode. Thank you for taking a seat at the table. Tonight we are going to be talking about significant others, relationships, how that changes with kids, and getting into the sensitive stuff. More Uh, nitty gritty. More nitty gritty. Seated with me tonight, I have Rachel. Hey. Jamie. Hello. Kim. Hi. Jen. Hello. And I'm Tabitha. And tonight we're going to start out with Rachel Flanagan. She's going to get us right into the good stuff over here. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Billy and I started dating when I was 16. So it was 99. Uh, We were together for five years before we got married. And then we went another like dozen before we met our daughter, Celie. So we had a bunch of time of like the Rachel and Billy show prior to being parents. And in that time, we spent a lot of it in adoption process. So we had a lot of time to think of who we wanted to be as parents. And, you know, I've spoken on that a little bit before, but we were pretty good at him doing his thing for some of his time and me having my own hobbies. And then maybe having some things where we would do it together. We both went to different high schools. So I feel like our relationship, though it was established when we were real young, we always had this independent lane that we kind of kept a hold on to, which I think has served us well. We also were both career-minded people. And so I feel like, you know, we had these other things we were working on. When we became parents, there was new strains on our relationship because we were atypical. And uh, I'm not sure how everyone feels, but I feel like Celie was born the way that she is. And that impacted us in a lot of ways. I feel like before we knew what to call her quirks and idiosyncrasies, we, there was a strain about how this was different and we were managing it different and like, we couldn't do what other people were doing. And that strain, my stress response was to just take on more of the responsibilities and manage and deal with more. And as it was clear that I could not work full time, I got even more on my plate and his response was to work. And he felt like he was serving our family in doing that. And and for a while it did work, but it ended up being more than I could bear. And I felt like I was doing a lot of the job alone. And if that was the case and we were struggling constantly, then why not do it alone? And so we had talked a lot about divorce and a lot about how our family would look. And in the end, due to a lot of other circumstances, he made some significant lifestyle changes, including um, he began fasting, which for him, it helped his underlying stress. That wasn't me and Celie. He had a heart condition. He Uh, like he has two leaky valves. That's a big deal. He has chest pain constantly. And with this lifestyle change, those things diminished so much that he was able to put us back into focus. Hmm. I think now I would love to say that he and I are a, a great couple. Really, I would say that we're great at working on it. Like we feel like the grass is green where you water it and we're not going to give up on each other. 
our hard right now is so significantly difficult that I don't really care if you are with your soulmate passing the torch to someone in the heat of what we're going through means you want to throw a burning javelin at them. Like <laughs> here's your torch, you mofo. <laughs> yeah. I, um, so we're having a really hard time, but I would say that he and I just, you know, tonight he left for golf, which is important for him to do, take a walk and kind of cathartic to hit something that hard, <laughs> walk over to it and have only yourself to think, or, you know, to connect, you know, he's there to connect with himself and to be outside and whatever. While I'm getting the crap kicked out of me um, by a dysregulated, really struggle kid. And when he came home, he said, you know, I just shouldn't have gone. I shouldn't have gone. I'm like, oh, for the love of God. The point of you going is to connect with yourself so much that you can come back here and be recharged. Not that you show up still as ticked off as you left because you left. Please take this time to center yourself and come back better so that I can take a break. Not to like add another layer of onto this. It's just too much. It's too much. Like I'm all for a break. I would love to take one. My friend Tabs is coming this week. Yay. Um, So I get Thursday. He had Tuesday and I don't know. I hope he doesn't get kicked as much, but when I come back, I'll be at at peace. (laughs) I, I don't know. It's a work in progress. We're a work in progress. I say we're like three fights away from two apartments and, um, like three kisses away from forever. Mm, I love that. The fights are coming though. So like, we better get to kissing. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make it up somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> An interesting Hallmark card. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be out on Flannerville soon. Real life. <laughs> what about you, Jamie? Isaac and I met in film school. And so we became like friends and like kind of co-workers at the same time because in film school you're always working on sets and working together and if you want to ever have a good test to relationship make a movie together because it's very stressful (laughs) (laughs) and so we were all tied up in that world and like all our friends you know I be I kind of joined into his friends group that kind of built our relationship which is like was great and amazing because we had all our friends and then we became like a couple within that but that was all melded together, which was great at the time. And then we got married and had Jesse, our first child. And all of a sudden, like for me, that stuff immediately started slipping away because I got really, really sick with my first pregnancy. I had really bad morning sickness the whole time. And all of a sudden we're still living with a group of our friends. We kind of had like a film house, like an artsy house where we all worked together and did things. And I like all of a sudden like pulled back and was in my the room the whole time and my priorities kind of changed and halfway through my pregnancy there had been a water leak and they found a little bit of mold it wasn't even like apparently it was a quick fix but I like freaked out I was already having depression throughout my pregnancy and so we moved out of there and things like abruptly changed for us we went from like living this like fun artistic like hey let's all make movies together blah blah and like all of a sudden I'm like well we got to figure crap out I'm pregnant (laughs) and although the pregnancy was planned ish like we started trying and then I got pregnant pretty quick but it was just like a big change where in my head I was like well I'll have a baby and a baby will just be a part of it like we'll still live this Mm -hmm. lifestyle and even at that point I think I was like well we'll move out for a little while or we'll have our own place but we'll still be part of this group and we'll still do this stuff And all of a sudden it became like me and him, which 
you know, we were committed to each other and we're married, but then, you know, Jesse comes along and Jesse also is not developing where he's supposed to be. And things really change. Our priorities really change where it's like, okay, we need to be like stable. We need to make sure we always have health insurance. We always make sure, you know, we have to plan for our future and his future forever kind of stuff. And so that oddly was never too much of a struggle. I think it kind of helped because we were like, we're in this together. And, but our whole plan of how we were going to do everything just suddenly changed. Like the idea of what kind of parents we were going to be. I can only remember one real conversation before we were married about what we would, um, how we would raise our kids. And it was based like religion. Both our families are different religions and things like that. And we talked about really wanting to have self-aware children that we were both very self-aware. We were always like considerate of people, but also like, you know, I was like kind of street smart kind of people and that we really wanted that in our kids. And autism is a lot of things. And I think Jesse's very aware, but I would not say he's self-aware, <laughs> <laughs> not part of that. And so it's like those little conversations we had, it was like, oh, all of a sudden our parenting ideas suddenly changed. And so it was like a, a bit of a rocky thing. And especially for me, I really changed as a mom. I don't know about you guys, but like, you know, that you're going to have, you know, you'll be very attached to your child and you're going to love them more than anything. But I was like almost animalistic when Jesse was like 15 months or so, our dog, he was, our dog was kind of playing with him and accidentally kind of like scraped him. And there was like, he was bleeding. Um, and I thought the dog had like bit him, but like, even from the mark, you can tell that like the dog was like play snapping, but kind of rubbed his tooth against Jesse. But there was like a lot of blood, even though it wasn't that. And I freaked the crap out. And even though me and Isaac had been through a lot, we dated for four years before we got married. He had never seen that in me. And he's like, oh my gosh, like becoming a mother, like changed who I was in like so yeah. many ways. He's like, calm down. Like, I'm like, we're going to have to get rid of our dog. Our dog was like our- You're like on the phone with the vet and still into one bandaid. <laughs> I was like, he hurt the baby. And I just like freaked, like I'm sobbing. And I'm sure there's also things like, looking back, I probably had postpartum after my son and all this stuff, but like becoming a parent changes who you are completely mm -hmm. in certain ways, just your our whole universe kind of changes. And so I think learning, relearning each other, you think, you know, each other so well, and obviously special needs, throws a whole different wrench into that because you're constantly inviting other people into your parenting and into your, you know, into your decisions you're making for your kid. It's just not you guys as a team it's with other people I think those things have really affected things I think I got really sad and depressed when we had to get Jesse diagnosed and there was always this back and forth where like kind of early on I was like something's going on here I think we need to do this and this Isaac's like no he's just a boy this and this and then there was other times where Isaac's like okay well we gotta do this and this and I'm like I don't want to do like it's yeah. too much for me right now it's like navigating your marriage and your life. And then like your whole child's future when your child's very young. Yeah. I think a lot of those things are a lot. During that time, I don't think it was ever, we never have gotten to the place of like divorce, but it, there's been some really hard times where it's like, well, I thought this before and you didn't think it. So I, I don't like you very much right now or mm -hmm. your solution, or we've learned this from this book or whatever psychologist or whoever told us this, and you're not following it exactly when I can't say that. Cause there's been times I don't follow stuff exactly. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, we always have, everyone's all have these conversations where it's like, this sucks. 
<laughs> the other one's like, yeah, I know. And I, I think like the first time when Isaac kind of finally accepted that, like there was some sort of developmental delay. It was a moment like that where I was like, I just don't know what to do. And he was like, I don't know what to do either. And it, those little moments are like, okay, I'm not glad neither of us know, doesn't know what to do, but we're in this together. And I, I think parenting overall changes things and we tag team a lot. It's like, even today with our three-year-old who's typical, she was, oh, driving me insane, just whining about everything and upset. About I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm glad I have a partner I can text and just be like, I'm done. And that thing, oh my gosh, Rachel, what you were talking about, like, yes, go have your time, especially during COVID. My husband's working at home and I'm like, go do something. Like he, there was a yeah. long time he was just like in it with me and he was like, oh, we got to, and like, go see your friends. Go <laughs> play disc golf. I'm like, go play disc golf. But like, come back different. Yes. Like, come back with chill, find something else. Cause like, A, get out of here. B, come back better. C, send me away the second you're handled. <laughs> and, I, and I feel like crap if like, I want, cause I'm going to take breaks. So if I'm going to take breaks, I'm going to feel so guilty and crappy that you're not taking breaks. So take breaks. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, not that I'm saying work is a break for him, but it kind of is like, you're not in it. It's a little different when you're stuck at home with a child that constantly needs you. Mm -hmm. You're not just yeah chilling at home. And oh my gosh, even Jesse was a really rough sleeper and Isaac would like try to stay awake with me. And I'm like, no go sleep because I'm going to have to sleep oh, from like 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Do not yeah. stay up with me. I need you rested so I can eventually get some sort of break. Mm -hmm. What about um, you, Jen, with relationships in this parenting journey? Uh, so mine looks a little different than you ladies. I am single, uh, but I was with, and Kai's dad and I have been together on and off for 18 years. Um, she's 11, so we had a you know, chunk of time before her, but autism. And I always say to you ladies, I don't know how you stay married because him and I <laughs> want to kill each other through the phone or a computer, you know, because as you know, if you don't actually live this life and it's not to sound, I'm not, I'm not trying to sound condescending when I say that it's, we were just talking about this earlier when we were on the zoom. If you don't actually live this life, it, you, you don't truly understand mm -hmm not sleeping. You don't truly understand your child not eating. It's just different, right? So, you know, we'll often kind of, it's almost like, it's like a pissing contest who is awake longer. And so I find there's a lot of resentment. He has grown children. So when she was diagnosed, I, I don't know how to articulate it. I was never embarrassed of Kaya. That's not what I mean. But, you know, there, there kind of came this almost guilt, like, well, you had four other children and they're not autistic. And the one you have with me is autistic. So there was this kind of shift, I think, right then on, from me. Does that make any sense? Yeah. And then, you know, we don't live together. So then the resentment built because as you know, it's, it's just me. So yeah, I, I get, get to javelin. I, you know, javelin I, I, anybody. I was like, I wish he was just here so I could dab him, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> and he's not all bad. He, you know, he's, he's really good with like a lot of things, but anyway, so yeah, so that's a, that's, that's a lot of complicated stuff wrapped up in that. And as you ladies know, I <laughs> recently joined match.com. Yeah, I can tell you right now, it is not for me. It is not for me. It is not for me. We love it. And they love it. They love it. Not, not so much for me. So I am still taking applications at table for five. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there and request yeah. that Jamie doesn't edit uh, this out. If anybody would like to 
follow these messages and these screenshots with us, email us at tableforfive at gmail.com. We'll <laughs> enter you into the loop so that you can see the Matthews, the Jesses, the, the Garys, the Bryans, the Garys, the, the Johns, the little the tiny shorts. Yeah. The it's next few away could be a date with Jen. And a lot of sparkle. A lot of sparkle. sparkle. We love white the shorts. 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 Yeah. Those were like yeah. bruise director shorts. <laughs> totally shorty, 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 shorts. Yeah. yeah. So that's, you know, and it's interesting because it's, I, I just briefly went on, but people are very specific about not wanting to have children mm-hmm. and, you know, it's kind of navigating even kind of who you look at or swipe or whatever it is you do on, on the, the match.com. Yeah. So I don't know. Oh, my, we'll see. my husband just walked by. He said, he'll take a date with you. <laughs>
driven by like philosophy and what life means and where we're headed and you know which makes us goal oriented so we spent a big portion of our relationship kind of catching up to those around us because it took a lot of hard work we both have college degrees you know first in our families to do that we went to graduate school like a lot of that was grinding and so we spent a lot of time just working which gives you small amounts of time to be together and a lot of focus somewhere else. <laughs> so we did a lot of building of a relationship, but also a lot of time separate because we were just working hard at things. When we had kids, it kind of narrowed in our focus on each other as parents, what we thought parents were going to be. He was amazing when our son was born. You know, it was a terrifying experience for both of us. And I think it really brought us together as far as realizing what a loss could look like for each one of us and thinking about that because it never had really been like on the surface of what would we do if we weren't around and so I think that helped kind of bring us closer together and then when we had our daughter it was kind of a different experience and more layered and I had a lot of postpartum depression which was really 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 hard for him I think I'm more the open carrier of emotions in our relationship and so I I kind of keep things level I think and when we're learning this over time now that when I'm struggling it's hard for him to not consider that a failure in our relationship, which is hard for me because then I feel like that's so profound. Yeah. I feel like uh, I'm kind of alone in the fight on mm -hmm. my side. And so we've been working through it. There's been a lot of space. The kids just take up so much space. There's not space for your relationship when you have children. And when you add in a layered a special needs children and for us two special needs children who have services and forms and appointments and we both work full-time you're exhausted you have to sure. really really put in the effort to have a relationship or want to you know it just takes so much energy to do that so we're trying to come back to that space with each other and appreciating who we were before we had kids and having some fun together which is hard too because everything's so heavy, you know, it really just is, it's a grind every day. It's a grind. Our kids help us with that because they give us conversations, <laughs> you know, yeah, things you can talk about. They're automatically light. The one thing I appreciate deeply is that he's very connected to our children. He's very good with our kids. Like I can leave our kids with him. You know, I'm going on a trip this coming weekend. He just loves them with his whole heart. So that helps me to kind of like keep us in a space where... I can go back to, but it's, it's a struggle. It's been a struggle, this parenting journey for us, for sure. You know, I think anyone goes through that. You don't realize how much energy children take until you have them. And then they're like, take up so much space in your life. And you want to come back to a point where you can meet each other again, because eventually, you know, they won't be taking up that much space and you'll be with each other. And in our cases we don't know what that's going to look like long term you know maybe our kids are going to live with us forever we don't know and that's another thing I think we both go Kelly back and I've been saying like our new goal is that maybe she's safe enough to go in a basement yeah maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe yeah. she's safe enough yeah. to have a yeah. wing yes like, yeah. perhaps let's yeah. have a little space yes maybe we can make an addition on the house <laughs> my two children can live there together 
get but, yeah. to the casita that we all have <laughs> now that we've got these extraordinary book deals and podcasts. Yeah. Well, you do have that um, you do have that empty lot tab yeah I know <laughs> build something there that Airbnb so yeah it's been a it's been a journey we've had lived a lot of life together we just have we've lived so much life together and so many different facets of that and when you look back at it and you think of all the time and all the differences and all the experiences you've had together it's mind-blowing almost because I'm a completely different person than who I was when he met me across the room over wheat beers at a Montana house party you know it's yeah. just like a different girl <laughs> you know grown into a woman and same for him you know so it's learning uh, again about each other and I think relationships are like that no matter what your circumstances are like if you're going to stay together you have to keep changing together you change apart evolve or die evolve or die yeah that's really hard in our situations to change together when yeah you have to do kind of everything apart like you were just talking about like Mm -hmm. if I want to go somewhere yeah I go somewhere and Isaac stays with the kids or when he travels I stay with the kids and yeah we can't just leave Jesse with anybody and we can't afford like several days of respite plus a vacation, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, like we go on dates when we can, but most parts are like, okay, I'm going to go and do this with my friend or by myself. I'm going to go to the movies. You go do this by yourself. Like nothing's together. So like keeping that, like, oh, I learned this or I started really enjoying this, but I didn't get to enjoy it with you. Yeah. My taste kind of change. His taste kind of change, but it's not happening together. It's yeah. 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 We had someone tell us recently, like, I can tell that you guys love each other very much, but you can't ignore the fact that you have two special needs children in your relationship. You can't try and ignore that without it being a part of your conversation of where you're headed. You just, you know, you need to be realistic. What that's going to look like and the effort that you have to put in to make it work you know, it's just part of the package mm-hmm. that we are dealt. So I feel On like that, that's what we've just been learning. Like love can't take you the whole way. We, it can't. Yeah. We have learned to fight for each other in this, or at least find peace with each other after and trust each other in the middle. This is some weird life. Katie, yeah. you're fixing to be an, a, a mostly empty nester what the hell? Cause your kids Am are a hundred. <laughs> I said, mostly, I said, mostly. Yeah. Well, it so it seemed like a revolving door over there. I'm not sure if you'll ever <laughs> empty that whole nest, but it's changing. <laughs> what about, um, you and Neil in your relationship? Oh God. I feel like that. So ours is a little bit different because I was young, 16. I had my son at 17. Now we've been together for 29 years. We've been, I think we'll be married for 20 years in October. So we've, we've been, you know, together for a really long time. The beginning, we had a baby three months after our year anniversary. So, you know, we weren't ready to have a baby. We weren't ready to be in a committed relationship, you know, but we just went with it and we moved out and we got our own apartment. We decided to have another one. Obviously, we did not know that she was going to have special needs. I mean, that's not even something you're thinking about when you're 19. Like, it right. just... It doesn't even cross your mind as the realm of, you know, obviously when you're pregnant, you, you're like, oh, I hope that, you know, everything's okay. But when you have this beautiful baby who looks perfect, like that is over now. Now, like, you know, 
you don't have that like knowledge to even really think about that you're just so you're ignorant you're young and and you don't think of these things you know so we went and we were worked to get a house and we moved out into the suburbs we moved away from all our family which in Where hindsight was huh yes in hindsight you know that was hard because now I had two children and one who had special needs but we didn't know it quite yet but it took me away from all the help that I would have had my plan was to go to school and become a teacher that way I could like still be around for the kids but we knew we would need a two-income household mm-hmm. you know to, to maintain a house and cars and all that stuff but um it just wasn't a possibility as my daughter you know we realized her you know needs were significant she was diagnosed with autism like never could she go to a daycare like it just never was an option so that had to divert changes and that was you know like the first little hump um we actually were very different me and my husband like he's he's calm quiet I'm not I am irrational I am we'll just say (laughs) we'll call me passionate I'm loud you know we're kind of like on two different sides of the spectrum as you want to call it and we fought a lot in the beginning I mean we just we were immature in having two children having your own house having special needs thrown into it I mean it's a lot so now I have to be home in the house because he has to work double because someone has to be home with my daughter and that causes a lot of strain because he's out it's not like he's out you know having parties and going to bars you know he's he's out working and, but I'm home and I'm with the kids all the time and I'm with a special needs kid all the time and it was tough naturally you kind of take everything we take out everything out on each other like we still do it's just how we are but I feel like fundamentally we're best friends underneath everything and we never fight over the things that matter like that's never been a thing for us we fight over what do we have for dinner tonight you know like <laughs> the worst conversation you know, on the planet just like, just you mean like what are you our... cooking for dinner tonight <laughs> or if we're ordering out where are we going to get it from it oh just, my god it's yeah. just we just fight over things that really don't matter but like sometimes we don't necessarily fight over money but I feel like we get strained because of money you know we get mm-hmm. stressed because of money and then you know we take stuff out of each other but we did fight a lot in the beginning in the beginning I questioned if we would even make it I question if I wanted us to make it at times I'm very stubborn he's very stubborn like you know sometimes it's all that pent up stuff you start getting resentful and we always end up coming back around um now we're too old and tired to ever like I can't remember why I'm mad 20 minutes later I'm like oh whatever (laughs) I've been there you've actually it's like you're more like 45 minutes not 20 I'm strong-willed and like if we're discussing something it's important for me for you to understand my point of view I really actually want you to agree with it, but like at least understand it. <laughs> you gotta beat it like dead horse till you do agree with me. Oh, yes. that's what, and that's what he always he uses that that term. Actually, he's more like he'll, you know? he just won't talk to me. So it's like mm. that just doesn't work for me. No, and, you'll be yeah, chasing so, him from yeah. one room so to another. We yeah, we like, definitely hey, have hey. had our we've had our share of um, disagree, and we don't see eye to eye on things. Like we definitely have two different point of views you know for certain things so it's (laughs) I guess it keeps it interesting at the same time though you know (laughs) like I didn't know I was such a good debater until I got yeah I will debate you down and I will be right well my husband likes to do this thing where like he'll he'll shoot out like a friend you know arguing he'll just he'll just say some mean stuff right and then he'll be like 
well, I don't want to fight anymore. I'm like, wow. Oh, I hate <laughs> that. <laughs> you don't get to unload your clothes. Yeah, now I, I do. <laughs> yeah, now, now I'm in murder mode. So. <laughs> I had well, to try to apologize to get me to like, he's like, okay, you were right. I'm wrong. And I'm like, no, I'm still pissed. And I'm going to keep explaining to you. Why? Yes. Oh, good. Yes. Like even so, he tried to do something nice, and I was you know upset about whatever moment we were in, and you know, things were hard, and so he puts into our account. He said, "Here, go get go get a Manny and Petty." I said, "Yeah, who's gonna watch Kaya when I go? You think I can just pick up and go get a man? Meanwhile, I get one every other Friday, but that's not the point." <laughs> <laughs> just so bad about. And yes, I already did accept that Venmo transfer. Thank you. <laughs> but F off. Yeah. Uh, so I get like, and I, I would get frustrated with things would happen and I'm stuck here by myself. So like I would call him and he'd be like, well, what do you want me to do? And I'm like, if I have to live through it, you can at least listen to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was hard and I didn't work. So I really didn't understand his side of it at that time. But he now didn't I'm understand like, yours either. He didn't. And now I'm like, oh my God. God, I was so annoying. How? Because like, once he got home, I'd want to go out. Like, I'd be like, okay, let's go. Let's take the kids. Do this. Do this. And he like would be like, let me chill for fifteen minutes. And I'm like, it's been twenty five. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And I'm like, I would literally want to kill someone. Yeah. I really would. So like, I I didn't have that side at that time though, because the jobs I did have were like part time, and it was my job was mostly just with the kids. And like everybody else, bringing, you know, bringing her to therapy, bringing them back and forth to school. And then we had another child and then we had another child. So now there's four children. And then um, I did go end up going to work when my youngest child was four. And then everything was about driving them here. Everything revolves around your kids. And it's almost like you lose a part of like your relationship because it's like, yeah, you don't have the energy at the end of the day to like that. We've all lost a part of ourselves. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. And you I do. So totally. You it's lose just... like your creative abilities or you lose like feeling valued. You, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, being a mom's the greatest job, blah, blah. Yeah, whatever. You don't really freaking think that. Like, I have to say, maybe I've never done the neurotypical momming. I mean, I haven't, I haven't had that privilege, but I, I have never failed so much and tried so hard. I say it all the time. Like, I don't mean to beat a dead horse about it, but it's like you, you cannot fathom how many times I know I'm failing at all of this effort every day. So you come in and you want to talk about your day, or you want to talk about like, be critical of how this is going that even roll your eyes about something. And I'm going to interpret that as him calling me a failure in plain English with a blow horn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He like moved his eyebrows and I'm like, shut the up. I'm trying as hard as I can. Yeah. And he's or like, like one uh, yeah, about the, the dishes or anything. Yeah. yeah. You make that comment, it's gonna spin send me into like a whole thing. Like oh, yeah, I'm sitting, that's like you may not think of me that way. Like I'm sure our husbands don't think of us that way though. But to ourselves, we're eating ourselves alive inside. Like I well, am feeling- he's like, you're acting crazy. And I'm like, you wanna know crazy? Because he just walked in and moved his eyebrow, and I'm like, I'm not a failure. <laughs> my life so many times Christ. did you sigh was that a sigh why are you sighing you want to breathe like that do you know what i've just been through did you get bite marks at your job today mother <laughs> yeah and it is it is it is a lot because it's like when you have someone when you guys look at have different point of views it is hard even con- concerning my daughter even the other kids it's like i see things one way he see things another way 
And of course, mm-hmm. I, I'm right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> or get over here and no, listen but it's to not even really about, It's not even really about being right or wrong. It's just like, you just have different perspectives. So yeah. it, mm-hmm. it, and I feel like you learn over time. I'm not about trying to get him to see my perspective now is now I can understand that like I have my perspective and he has his perspective and is and that because you're explaining your perspective to us <laughs> my perspective is still right um no <laughs> just kidding but like with like even with her it's like he doesn't like to push her because yeah. he doesn't like her to get upset he likes to do things for her because that's what we've always done and I'm like no we need to like push her we need to you know try to get her to ask try to get her to yeah. so it's, it's just different I'm seeing like what's going to happen when we're not here we're not here to know what her choice would be like and he's like f that I don't want to fight before dinner and he yeah and he yeah exactly and he's just like this is who she is this is it is what it is and mm-hmm. he's fine with it I'm to the point where I'm going to get her as far as I can for as long as I can until I physically and mentally cannot do it you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, that's just one example. It's just like different, sometimes different perspectives. I have to let that go. And I just have to do what I'm going to do Yeah, to help her. And it's not like he's doing anything wrong. He's a wonderful father. We have different ways of thinking, but like, I've kind of learned and it's taking a long time. I mean, we're going on 29 years, you know, yeah. that it's like, I can't fight with him to get him over to my side. Just like certain things, like my father took us everywhere when we were kids. It's important for me to do things with the kids and take the kids places he doesn't value that as much because he didn't have that in his childhood. It's just different. I just, at one point was like, okay, I'm just gonna, I just have to do it on my own. Like instead of fighting with him every time I wanted to go somewhere, every time I wanted to do something, I found other people like his sister, my sister, like, you know, I found other ways to like fulfill that need that I had without like forcing him to do it too. I think sometimes too, like I get these blinders on that. I'm the only one feeling things and feeling crappy about this life and I forget that there's another person here also feeling things and seeing things and experiencing what we're going through it's just it's hard to to focus in on another person when you're like drowning in your own feelings sometimes you know like obviously you're also feeling I feel things to my core and then I am able to walk through them he's not like that you know, it's not like they're going to be out on the surface all the yes, time yep. living in that space, you know. I literally just wrote about this where like I did a piece about my husband and it was like, I remember in the beginning, I was like, why doesn't this bother him as much as it bothers me? Like, why doesn't this hurt him the way it hurts me? Like, obviously he was not happy that she was diagnosed with autism and, you know, it was severe. Like he, you know, we definitely talked about it and like, but he just never seemed, it just didn't never seem to hit him as hard as it hit me. But like, it wasn't that it's just, he didn't show it. He did it on his own time. He did it in private, which I feel bad about that because it's like, I don't want him to have to go through that alone. Like you have a wife, (laughs) you know what I mean? And he doesn't talk to like other people about this stuff either. So it's like, it's just his way. But for a long time, I just didn't understand it. I didn't understand how it didn't affect him. You're taking it personal. It just, like, yeah, like I just didn't get it. And he knew that like, I needed him to support me. So like, that's where his focus was. I think part of it like is validating each other. I mean, we're all going to express things differently, but that's what I've learned is validating that that's how he's dealing with it or expressing it. And it's not going to be the same as me. Yeah, I was crying and stuff a lot. And even I remember when we finally get to, got to diagnosis, we knew it was coming. Like, 
-hmm. there was no doubt about it. I was surprised by the severity of it. And I was also surprised by the intellectual part of it. I didn't see that coming. I think part of me in the background of autism, I'm like, oh, well, this means my kid will probably be very smart or this and this, but like getting low IQ and all that stuff, like was really hard for me. And I cried. I was so down for days and days. And he was just like, why are you crying about this so much? We knew this was coming. And I'm like, it's still hard for me to swallow. And then I was upset at him because he wasn't understanding where I was. And I think sometimes we still run into things like that, but we have to like step back and like, remember like, okay, I need to validate that. Like this part's hard for you. And this part's hard for me. And the things I think that should be hard for you. Like one time someone talking about like their son, never like going to play sports with them or do that kind of stuff. And I'm like talking to my husband, I'm like, aren't you really sad that you're never going to like catch with your, I mean, and Jesse can do some of those things and will, but I don't know if he'll ever be on like some team. He's never probably going to like be a professional, any kind of sports player or anything like that. Like, aren't you sad about that? And he's like, not really. Like, those are the things always running through my head. So this isn't going to happen. This isn't going to happen. And for him, it's just more of like more worrying about the future and how we're going to like financially sustain things. Like it's just different, different things go through your heads at different times. Like there's nights I'm up about this. Keeping pace together is brutal. Like it really so hard. That is something that we're two years in to like since Seely's autism diagnosis, but I would say that we're six years into this lane. I'm like, we are even in this and things have hit him at a different way. Autism didn't like startle me. I was like, Oh, that's what quirky is. This kind of constellation. He was a little bit more rocked by it. I was gut punch hurt by fetal alcohol syndrome diagnosis. And For me, it was like every conversation that I'd had with her her birth mom, my husband didn't have that same attachment and Mm -hmm. he had adopted a baby from someone we knew was addicted at one time. So like he was chill about it yesterday. She was diagnosed with bipolar and I'm reading today and educating myself and he's really not great. Like he's not great. And, you know, I feel like so long as one of us can keep air in our lungs at a time we can hold the other one up. Like it does feel a bit like we're drowning. It doesn't feel like crisis is uh, the path that we want to continue. But like, I know that he's going to be there when I feel gut punched again. And I damn sure I'm like sending him out to golf, taking the beating, coming home, reminding him to smile after while he's (laughs) struggling, you know? Well, and I think too, like there's this complicated realm when you jump into special needs parenting and I don't even think that's the appropriate term that people like but I mean it's one that people understand where it is like all this layered things where you can't say this this therapy is not appropriate that as you're learning about it it gets more and more complicated with the way that you have to approach this world the whole thing the whole thing, the whole mm-hmm. thing. yeah and so I think sometimes when you're getting this piece by piece, you're processing things separately. And so like, like you're saying, you know, on one side, this thing makes you upset, but it doesn't make the other person upset, but you're not really having the time to discuss that. So it's really just like, how are you in the space? 
I'm like, could we yeah. have a communication book that we leave under the toilet paper <laughs> yeah. in the upstairs bathroom? What the is forth. this life without that? <laughs> yeah, we need to pass back and forth. Yeah. yeah, but it is um, it is like just such a layered life for us, and we sometimes you don't even know what you're feeling at the time, let alone trying to explain it to your partner. And, you know, how that's going to be moving forward. You know, it's, it's so crazy. It really is. Communication so important, but it's also like very difficult for some people. Like it's very hard for like, when I say something, my husband, he has something totally different and I'm the same way. Oh. So it's like, I'm like, no, that's not what I said at all. But it's like, that's how he's, you know, he takes it different than how I'm saying it. Um, that's another one of our biggest fights. No, you said it like this. No, I didn't. I said it like this. And I'm like, you've never said anything like that in your life. <laughs> you know, he, said, but- he says I don't validate just because he's like, just because I'm not there. I'm like, yeah, because you're not here, you make these, like you sent me a freaking link. Yeah, snap judgments, <laughs> you know. Right? Which is infuriating. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, and I also do a lot of the comparison. Hear about it while you're rested. I mean, that was part of my disconnect with Billy when I was single momming within our marriage. (laughs) I he got to go to bed. I was still in fight, flight, freeze, or collapse. I was. I've lived here for a long time. He has recently joined this part of the battle, and I'm so grateful to have him with me. But like, he didn't know what was going on. There was this one time when Billy came home from work, and he said, "Oh my God." my employee's wife and kid have not slept a full night without waking up in a year and a half. And I'm like, what the <laughs> is wrong with you? <laughs> I was like, pack your bag, Cole. You are <laughs> Are you kidding me a year and a half? And he's like, I know, can you believe it? And I was like, what? Like, no, I... <laughs> have been she's three and a half <laughs> it's been three and a half over here again <laughs> it's so hard when they don't see it like jen i don't know how you do that because i know he helps you but like that emotional support where like you know if my husband really isn't like validating me or understanding why i'm the way i am i can just leave him alone <laughs> with the kids and be like well you figure it out you don't get the, you don't get to do that. I don't know how you do that. Cause it's like, yeah. yeah. And that brings a lot of resentment. Yeah. Yes. Well, what were you saying, Jen, about comparison? I'll be like in my head, I'm like, well, is it because she's autistic? Like it's, it's just mm. that thought. And I know there's no difference. There's no, no one's treated differently, but you know, he's not in the home raising her. Like, you did. You, do you know what I mean? So it's just yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, and I think comparison comes in all the time with, like for us, division of labor, appointments, who's talking to the therapist, who's relaying what therapy is going to work or what you're supposed to be doing or when the appointments are, you know, all of that stuff, division of labor, I think brings in like a natural comparison. Like we are all trying to live in this space and we're all tapped out. So where do you go from there? Right. <laughs> like mm-hmm. everyone's at their maximum. There's no room for anything else, you know? And what do they say? They say comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. I think that's the oh, phrase. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that you like in your relationship, it's just like puts a space in your mind where you're like, 
this is unfair and it shouldn't be like this, you know? I didn't really come with that compass, the fair compass. I talk about that with a dear friend of mine often. Um, in fact, she's my sister-in-law. And so she has an inside view of my sibling dynamic and my, our whole family. Right. And I just, she is wired for fair. I joke that she's the judge. I give about zero about fair. So like for me, it's not like comparison didn't come into play until I hit rock bottom. And he's like floating up there with a suntan and a dinghy and I'm drowned. Like I'm out, I'm tapped out. It's over. I didn't care about a balance because he, I did value him providing for our family. It did allow for me to stay home, which I didn't feel was an option, but it was the way that we balanced what was coming and what happened and how we dealt. And then suddenly I'm drowned and he's on the dinghy and I want to kill him and leave. And like, just, yeah. Well, and I think we have the opposite situation where we're both working full time. And so it's like both all turning the water is so different, yeah. right? Yeah. And so everything has to fit into this limited space that is outside of that mm-hmm. full-time work balance and organization and when you're going to fit things in, who has PTO to do it, who, you know, all of that yeah. stuff. And so I don't know. I think it's a complicated thing when you feel like you're doing more, even if you're not. I agree with with that because we've kind of done both. So I was a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. And although it was, you know, the more kids that came, the more difficult that job became and the more things I had to balance. But I was all expected to do the home stuff. I did the bill stuff. I did the phone calls. I did the appointments. I did the endless things that, of course, you're going to do it if you're home. I mean, it wouldn't make sense for the working person to do that. But then you shift to it. Now I have a full-time job. And I still am the one who does all those things. Yeah. And he does his other things. You know what I mean? He does come home because he got home earlier than me is how we started with. That's why he cooks. And I would run the kids back and forth literally from six o'clock to nine 30 at night. I would be driving back and forth to dance, to cheerleading, to this, to that. He would be home. You know, I can't cook and be out at nine o'clock at the same time. So it just like made sense um, for him to do that stuff. But it's like, I'm he'll even say oh you used to be so good with that stuff yeah because I was home <laughs> yeah it's different uh, I make some of that stuff and he's working so. <laughs> like, that's not value like because he makes more money and he does manual labor he works outside so his work is more physical that yeah. it's almost like his his work is more important than mine in his eyes do you know what I mean which it is true I make less money I work closer to home. I mean, I work in an office, so I still have the ability to like make phone calls and stuff like that, like when I need to, but it's still like, I'm still working. I still work 40 hours a week, like in balance, like the needs of two teenagers, uh, you know, Alyssa, like in trying to maintain some sort of relationship between me and well, I think a part of us as women, when, if we're bringing in less money, like for me, when I'm not working and Isaac's always bringing in more money than I, then especially in the beginning, I was like, okay, I got to let him get sleep because he's providing for us. And I am so grateful for my husband providing for us. But there's been a few times in our marriage where like, I'm always doing that. I'm like, okay, I'm going to take care of everything. I'm going to wake up with the kids. I'm going to do this because I want him to be rested. And, you know, cause he's doing this for us, but you're doing a lot for your family as well. And mm-hmm. I mean, there was one time when 
my daughter was a newborn and he would wake up every morning to go work out. He would go to work early to work out. And I was up all night with the baby. And then I have Jesse who I'm up part of the time with, and he's helping in some ways. Like he'd wake up once with the kids. But one morning I'm like sitting there breastfeeding the baby. And I was like, you can't go. And he's like, what? And I was like, you have to stop working out in the morning. And I had not said anything. I've just been trying to like, you know, he's doing this for us. I have to let him do this. And this helps him working out, helps him. But I'm like, our daughter's like a couple months old at this point. She's going through like whatever regression at that time, you know, like all the sleep regressions and crap. And I just like lost it. And like, he's like, what the hell? Like, no. like, I'm like, I know, but I've been trying to do this and I'm so tired and I need you to let me sleep like an hour in the morning instead of you going to work out before work. And he's like, okay. Like, I think as women, we often feel that way. Like, yeah, just had ass, Jamie. Just had ass. I know. I'm just going to have like a that. meltdown. Uh, my biggest goal in our 25th year, whatever the frick it is, it, I need to listen more. Like I need to give him that time, but I have felt, and this is my own like victim suck overanalyze like snowball, but I consider him in every move I make in whether I plan on dinner at two o'clock while I'm doing this such and such, whether I have these laundry things going, whether I have the bed made that, I mean, like big shit, little stuff, all the things in between I'm considering him. And I had felt for so long that I was not considered in his Mm. living among his life. And like, oh my God, here I have my socks and undies on the toilet while I get home from work and take a shower. Like it's already done these are not trolls doing this. I consider you in my every thought like there, uh, that's yeah. me. There's no fairies living here. It's really like me working to consider you all the time. Yeah. Give me the courtesy. And that's the expectation, right? We put the expectation in our own minds that they're going to know what we need because we're not going to say it out loud. Yeah. Like, I want you to understand that I want you to load the dishwasher, even though I'm not going to say I want you to load the dishwasher, you know, and it's like, you're creating this whole fantasy (laughs) inside of your mind of all the things that aren't being done. I like someone to come load my dishwasher. (laughs) Hell yeah. What would we get in the morning? It's so funny that you say that, Tabitha. Because yeah. Neil always says this, he goes, but it's, he says it opposite. He goes, you, he goes, you have these ideas in your mind of the way you think things are supposed to be, but that's not how they are. And that's not how our life is. And then you get mad when those things don't happen. And it's like, he's, he is kind of, he's kind of right. Cause I hope he doesn't <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it's like, yeah. you do, you have this thing of like, oh, things are supposed to be like this. Yes. Everybody else does this. Like, yeah. you know, like just these things. And um, even sometimes in my head, I'm like, what was I even thinking? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, we create our narrative about what's happening without making the time to have the conversation. I'm terrible at that. I am terrible, terrible partner in that department. <laughs> I just make all kinds of things up all the time in my head. Mm-hmm. And then it creates a problem. Like don't go to the gym in the morning. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. exactly. I have to say ever since that, I mean, like he's very helpful. And I, during co- ever since COVID, since he's been home, he helps do the dishes. He's been cooking dinner like Neil, because I told him just kidding. <laughs> like Neil, <laughs> yeah. he's actually a better cook than I, but for the most part, a lot has changed, but it's like, if I had that earlier, I probably wouldn't have had to have like a little mini 
mental breakdown in front of my whole yeah. little family there. But, you know. Well, this... would you be momming if you weren't having a mini breakdown? I'm just asking. No. no. <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> it wouldn't be Tabitha either. Well, in case anyone's me. wondering, I apparently go from zero to crazy. So just so we're clear. He's like, <laughs> you go from just... zero to crazy. Yeah. yeah, I said, you have it's not just... been crazy yet. I got a whole lot of crazy in here. Does not come out yet. Let me just <laughs> warn you now. This is the filtered version. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not my husband knows. Do not tell me to calm down either. Oh my God. Do Why don't you ask me if I'm on my period at the same time, you idiot. <laughs> God. Oh. Well, we'd like to thank you for joining us. Yes. Yeah. On that this note. This has been the table yeah. for five weeks. This is so. just the, the slightly open door to our relationships. There will be much more to come on this podcast about our, our relationship. Hard to imagine there's anything past that. <laughs> uh, the takeaway is communication is important. Comparison is the thief of joy. <laughs> and we're all working on it over here. <laughs> we are all working hard. To, and I'm uh, still taking applications. So and yes. Jen Dunn is looking for a husband. Her qualities she's looking for are can you cook, specifically in the keto realm? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you preferred? Sheet rock. We need sheet rock. Yeah. Are you comfortable <laughs> at the Home Depot? Yes, we need that. <laughs> We're going to come up with a list of qualifications. We will post them later. If you meet those, please email us. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> yeah. Good night. Uh, all right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for joining us at the table for episode two of our relationship series. Join us next time as we discuss relationships with our families after children. If you are enjoying our podcast and where you're listening allows, please remember to rate and review us. We really appreciate it. To join in on the conversation, make sure you follow us at facebook.com slash table for five podcast or email us at table for five podcast at gmail.com. See you soon.